And we are currently in one of the more dead periods of the offseason, right? When you look at just kind of waiting for the finals to be over, a finals that, you know, you look like uh, you already know what the outcome of that finals is going to be. And the Chicago Bulls have decisions to make. And one of those decisions is, are they going to trade into the first round of this draft? So we're going to continue looking at prospects that the Bulls could get later in the first round, kind of around that 23rd pick with the New York Knicks. And we're going to dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes. You can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes on every social media platform that I am on that I want you to find me at. You can also follow the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform, but let's go ahead and get into it, right? So you guys know I've been covering draft prospects that could be around that number 23 area later in the first round that could provide either the upside or the immediate kind of impact that the Bulls need right away, right? So we've gone, in the last time we covered it, I took a day off, uh, we covered uh, Derek Whitehead, right, who comes in, still has some potential, has huge upside, but would be able to come in and possibly be the Chicago Bulls' best three-point shooter right after being drafted. Well, today, we're going flip side of that. We are going nothing but potential, right? And today, I'm going to talk about Noah Clownley. Now, this is a 6'10", 210-power forward out of Alabama with a 7'2 wingspan. So it has that wingspan ratio that our GMAK likes. But more importantly, this guy is a modern-day forward. You can see him playing kind of either position, maybe even some small ball five, depending on how his body develops at the next level for the Chicago Bulls. But Noah Clownley presents a player that, much like his teammate in Brandon Miller, almost offers all the same upside but he has some defensive limitations, stuff like that. You didn't get to see a lot of him. Noah Clownley, to me, represents some of the best potential you can get at this point in the draft. Now, one of the things is we don't know if AK and Eversley are going to be quite willing to go high upside again. When you look at Patrick Williams, Dalen Terry, they both drafted players that were kind of, you know, had huge upside, but were extremely raw. Noah Clownley is raw as well, not as raw as I, I think of a Dale and Terry, right? He needs to fill out his body some absolutely. That thin frame is going to get him caught in positions, sometimes bad defensively, but when you look at him, he projects to be the, the next modern forward. He can do some ball handling. Um, he, he, can, he can dribble. He can shoot the three. He can, he's stretched a, uh, a threat to stretch the floor for sure. Now, he needs to get a little bit stronger in his three-point shooting because he's, he's seen uh, and fixed that shot. There's some raw mechanics there that look pretty good for him, but overall, he's shown an ability on offense and defense to be a distributor on that defensive side of the ball. To guard multiple positions as well is what you kind of want from your, your modern-day forwards at this point in time. And also, he, he has enough of a quick release where he's going to get his shot up off of uh, larger defenders as well. Has developed a pretty ne ne uh, nice step back as well. Like I said, really raw, but and, and, and is, is a threat to be a three-level scorer at some point. But again... Even his scoring uh, uh, potential that he's shown so far is still a little raw in that shot mechanics and things like that. Um, but he has all the tools that you look for defensively. He can switch on to some guards, which is amazing when you look at his size and that length and things like that. He runs the floor great in transition, right? So if you end up going younger, having a team like I want to see the Bulls get to, especially off the bench, be more of a in-transition team. He, he, he's in that transition game as well. So defensively, he's pretty good of a defensive rebounder, needs to work on the offensive boards a little bit. And the shot blocking potential is there, but he hasn't quite done that at a high level um, as well. He's really relying on his athleticism thus far and his link to kind of bail him out when he gets in bad situations defensively. 
I don't necessarily look at that as a negative, though. Like, he's using his skill set to kind of overcome some of his shortcomings. I think with some basketball IQ, being in the game a little bit in that NBA level, he can get there. Enough swish, uh, quickness on switches to where he's not really a huge liability there. Noah Clowney, to me, would represent a player that you can actually groom into being a long-term four or five at the next level. One of the things that I said is that with giving Nikola Vucevic potentially a three-year deal, the Chicago Bulls could look at grooming their next center. And while Noah Clowney right now I think will project to be more of a power forward than a center, you can see everything with his frame, his body. If he fills out well enough, he can be a center and a ball handling one on top of that. So Noah Clowney's a player that I really like. Um, if the Bulls do trade into the latter half of the first round, and I would hope that they would definitely take a look at. But, all right, let's go ahead and get off of that. It's Saturday, so you know what that means. It's mailbag day. The first mailbag that we have, this one, this one's for Big O. What's going on, Hayes? It's your boy Big O calling in yet again. Uh, I know I called, uh, got previous call, man, expressing my frustrations about the Bulls. Really not going anywhere. Uh, but I woke up a little bit optimistic today. I'm, I'm in a good mood. So, uh, we know that the Bulls not going anywhere. I mean, there's no move out there. Like, there's no move the Bulls can make this summer that's going to make the Bulls that much better. Unless somebody in the Bulls organization somewhere rubbing the genie bottle, getting some type of luck. But you move Zach, you're going to be worse. You know, even if it's for school, you know, it's changing the direction. But you're still going to, you know, be worse for a couple years. You move the Rosen, no matter who it's for, even if it's a good piece. Want to be first, and if you lose boots, you obviously want to. Be so I say that to say, if all three of those players come back, no matter who's around them, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the worst thing because, like I said, there's nothing you can do to make this team this much better this summer. So I say that to say this, you know, being a little bit optimistic. Uh, I know a lot of fans, you know, I hear everybody calling. They want to move to because They want to open up in Patrick Williams. They want opportunities for David Penn. I tell you what, assuming those three guys come back, specifically DeMar DeRozan, since he's the ones that, you know, uh, getting the minutes and the touches from those particular guys, Patrick Wills and Devin Terry, it ain't, the, it ain't the worst thing in the world for those guys to come out and take those minutes. You know what I mean? Uh, when Jimmy Butler came in the league, he, he took minutes from Keith Bowles. Not that it was like a super hard thing to do to Keith Bowles. Rip Hamilton, those guys. But still. Tom Thibodeau made them earn it. You're going to get out here and show me that you were moving my veteran, these veteran guys. I want to see that from Patrick Williams. I know a lot of people just want to give him the key. But how about Patrick Williams take it? You know what I mean? David Terry ain't had uh, an opportunity as Patrick Williams had. But Patrick Williams, you know, granny been injured. But, you know, he had opportunity. Let's see if he can come out here and take some DeMar DeRozan minutes. You know, we all we talked about DeRozan being up in age, going to be another year older. You know, assuming those guys come back, let's see if these guys are going to develop from within with the opportunity that they're given. That's how we're going to know. That's how that's what we see from Miami. Those guys, Duncan Robinson, come in for eight minutes and score 12. You know what I mean? That's how you take minutes. So that's my optimistic thing about those guys running it back. It ain't the worst thing in the world. But think you know, long story short, the boys ain't going nowhere far anyway. So at least not next year. So and this is a, a great point, right? We talk often about P. Will, and I, I will. Say, and the thing that I said, I think I said this over on Locked On Bulls. The one thing with P. Will that I want to see is him earn whatever role he has. It's him to earn it. Now I will say this: regardless of the minutes that he plays or not, my biggest gripe with P. Will and his development hasn't necessarily been him getting more shots. Is that you don't run any offense for him, right? That's what I would like to see, like. 
four to five plays ran for P. Will and how he performs that determines if you're going to run more for him over the course of the game. We haven't really seen that. But that aside, I will say I agree with you. Dalen, I hope that Dalen Terry, Patrick Williams, anybody else, anybody else, even Io, if he comes back, earns whatever minutes that they give him, right? If they if he earns and cuts out a bigger role for himself by the way that he's played, you can't be mad at that. But we need to see the performance from P. Will. He's been given everything, right? He's been given the starting position basically since he no, since he came into the league, right? And not to say that he shouldn't have started his rookie year because he should have. And he should have been marked as the starter coming into the sophomore year. And I think he was right again for being marked as the starter to start this year. But he did not hold on to that position. You want to see him earn it through his play. You want to see it earn through his aggression. You want to see him earn it through his development as well. He needs to earn everything that he gets. And yeah, trading away DeMar would definitely open up more shots so you have to run more things for P. Will, thus maybe accelerating his development. But ultimately, you want to see him earn it. Right, And I don't think anybody's going to be mad if he earns whatever he's given. That's my thought on that one. You guys can let me know what you think down below. Big O, hey, man, you've you, you, you been long-winded, brother. Like, to over, over two, three voicemails, all three minutes each. Needs you to get that condensed in, my friend. But all right, let's go ahead and get into the next one. This one's from Jack. Hey, what's up, Hayes? My name is Jack, man. I'm big fan, big fan. I love what you do. Um, been in the stream a while. But uh, I wanted to bring this to you, man. I had some... Some thoughts about the way last season went. Before we got Pat Bev, we saw a lot of, of lack of heart, lack of energy in the team. And, and even sometimes after we, we acquired Pat Bev, even in, in our, some of our wins, we just ran out of energy. Guys were standing with their hands on their hips, not getting involved in the offense. And I was just gonna, I was just gonna ask you how you think we could combat that if we don't get a comparable point guard to the level of leadership that Pat Bev has. He came in, the Pat Bev effect was real, we all know that, but if we can't get someone of that caliber, are we going to see the same thing next season, in your opinion? And and if so, how do we combat that? Also, um, if you remember me, my, my name's Jack, like I said, man, uh, you know I'm a big, big Mac McClung guy. <laughs> um, I'm just wondering how you feel about him winning the dunk contest, if you think he'll be able to get another two-way deal. I'm sure he will. The, uh, the 76ers, they seemed like they only put him on that two-way deal they did because he was put in the dunk contest. But just let me know what you think, man. I mean, he played 31 games for the Delaware Bluecoats, which they also won the G League championship. Uh, average almost 20 points a game, you know, 54% field goal average. Uh, he did average, he did have some turnover problems, stuff like that. But, you know, just wondering what your, what your take is on that. He's, uh, he can definitely be an effective player if used correctly. Thanks, man. How do the Bulls overcome the lack of leadership? Here's what I'll say with this, um, Jack, is that it's hard, right? When you don't have a leader on the court, it's easy to think, oh, well, this player could develop into that. Leadership is one of the biggest things that the Bulls need. Now, one could say, even when the Bulls had Lonzo, we kind of lacked leadership, right? But we were winning games, and that is through execution. So if you do overcome the lack of leadership, everybody has to buy in and execute their specific roles extremely well. Now, we saw Pat Bev come in and help players uh, settle more into those natural roles that they needed to be done and to be able to say, no, I need you to do this and stand up to even the start level players, right? But if you don't have that vocal leader, the one way you can come over it is trusting your execution, right, of your game plan. And, you know, we have some issues with Billy Donovan. And Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. 
Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. This game planning overall, especially adjustments, but if, if, if we're going to overcome, if we don't go out this offseason and get the leader that we need, it's going to have to absolutely, our growth is going to have to come from executing the system very well as a team right and having still having solid point guard play but you may not find your point guard and your vocal rah-rah leader that's that uh, you may not find that all in one person again so you know the, the bulls are gonna have to dig in and ask themselves what do they want to be right do they want to keep being this embarrassment and disappointment for even their standards right do they want to keep being that and if they answer that question with a no and then and then play with the pride necessary, then you just never know. But it, it, it's it's going to be tough without leadership because this team needs a leader. It just needs one. As far as Mac McClung, um, he'll definitely get another two-way contract. Mac McClung's going to get contracts for a while. Mac, Mac is going to be one of those players that everybody talks about, oh, you think this is going to be the year he gets his deal? Do you think this is going to be the year he can he can crack an NBA rotation? If only he just got a couple of minutes. Like, He's going to be there for a couple of years. That's just how that kind of works out. And he still has some potential there. I do think that there is some development and refinement you could do for some of his game where he would make sense for some of these teams, especially as a in-transition change of pace guard. But um, it's going to be a while for Mac. And he, like I said, I don't think Mac is an NBA-level talent right now. But damn, does he have just an amazing skill and ability to dunk the ball and get out in transition if you watch some of his G League games. So he'll definitely be around the G League for a while. I just don't know when or if that NBA breakthrough is, is coming for him. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Jose. Hey, what's good, hey? Uh, this is Jose from Puerto Rico. Uh, giving you a shout-out. Um, really appreciate all the content you put out, um, at least from all the content that I've seen. Uh, uh, you're probably the most spot-on, um, and I really appreciate that. So you some love. Um, my voicemail is because... Um, I see how sometimes we, I think we rush too quickly into um, getting managers or GMs fired because, um, well, from what we perceive, um, they don't, they're not doing their job. And I think AK is falling into that category where now uh, Chicago Bulls fans are kind of getting upset because uh, we're not, for lack of a better term, we're not performing the way we should with the team we have. Um, but we have to put this into context also. AK was in Denver for about 13 years, building a team that now we see in the NBA Finals. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't easy for them building this team, but we can understand now why AK bet on continuity because that's what he was doing in Denver. And like I said, it was, he was there for 13 years. He didn't get to see the fruits of his labor, but we get to see you know, everything that he was trying to build. He got he drafted Jokic, um, MPJ, Murray, and most of the guys on that team. And now we see, you know, what continuity does. And no, I'm not saying that the Chicago Bulls have to wait another ten years to, you know, to at least get to the playoffs. But what I am saying is that we should we have to be a little bit more lenient and, you know, give AK and his staff some time to really build a contender. Um, not for the short term, but for the long term. He's be contender for years. And like I said, we see example of what Denver's doing right now. 
I mean, they didn't go into the playoffs for years, but now they reach, you know, the finals after 10 years. So, I mean, you know, what I'm trying to say is let's give some, um, let's give AK and his staff some time to, you know, build something properly. And, and then, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, this year, I'm hoping that the Bulls are going to be more competitive. Um, they were a real disappointment last year. We were expecting a lot from them. But we have to understand, too, um, the injury to Lonzo Ball was a huge hit for, for the Bulls. And they spent the majority of the season trying to get a point guard that, you know, that was some- First of all, Jose, thanks for the love, man. We're going to keep giving that daily content. That's what we do here. Um, but as far as building a championship team, um, it takes time, right? And to your point, took them 13 seasons to get here. Um, and ultimately, at the end of the day, anybody who thought that the, the AK was going to come in and make the Bulls a championship contender in three years was fooling themselves. It just not to say that it can't happen. It just doesn't happen often in the NBA. Now, I think one thing that a lot of fans are upset about isn't the fact of not being a championship team. It's the regression we've seen from the team, right? You got to look at it. We started off last season after making those acquisitions. We were rocking and rolling the first 30, 35 games of the season. Then we went on to, to win eight of the last 33 games of that season. And then we came into this season disappointing. And then, yeah, while we went 14 and nine to end the season, there still was just a lot of disappointment. I think if we got to a place to where you can understand a certain level of effort from this team, but we just haven't seen that. We haven't seen the sustained level of success. And that is why you see so many fans in a place where they are just confused, upset, angry at this team. All those things apply. So, you know, those are things that you want to look at with this team. Um, it's going to take time. Yes, we live in a microwave society where every, everybody wants everything right away. Um, but the regression definitely hurts as well, right? And you, and you got to understand why the regression happened, right? We have a $20 million player who, while he was on the court for us, was everything that we needed that we got 33 games out of, right? He has not been there. So when we talk about what AK built, we also need to realize that part of what AK did build worked. It just didn't stay working because of injury, right? You look at how that, how that Chicago Bulls season changed when Lonzo and Zach Levine went down with injuries in the same game. Now, Zach was able to come back. Lonzo still hasn't come back. And that, and that does play a part into it as well because had we had the – roster that AK envision fully healthy that's a that we're in a completely different spot right but it's the adjustments AK has to find a way to adjust just waiting and hoping for Lonzo Ball to come back from this injury that ain't gonna do it right and so it's gonna take time now to pivot and it's gonna take time to be that that championship level team that we deserve but at the end of the day we just want to stop the regression as well right we want to stop that I think if that happens you'll start seeing some Bulls fans turn around Jose a very great voicemail from you brother all right, let's get into this last one. This one's from the Ultimate Rage, my brother there. Let's go ahead and get into it now. What's good? It's your boy, the Ultimate Rage. Coming back with yet another voicemail. So check it out, my dude. I'm watching your latest video, and um, I'm still, I still haven't gotten through the whole thing yet. But um, in listening to what you had to say about, you know, re-signing Vooch and potential targets if Vooch didn't re-sign, it sparked a thought in me. You know, um, so obviously we're currently in the midst of the NBA Finals game to us tonight. You know, the freaking Nuggets against the Heat, and it got me thinking. You know, we've talked so much about how we need a passer, how we need a, a point guard, and considering how much you 
love <laughs> how much you love to talk about Vooch's passing ability. Why don't we use Vooch as a point center potentially? I mean, this dude is an all-star caliber center. He's one of the top centers in the league. And as you correctly know, he's a great passer. So why don't we run the offense through Vooch? Why don't we have him bringing it up, making the decision? We always talk about how we need somebody to set up Zach and set up everybody else and that the chemistry went bad once we lost Lonzo. So why don't we put the ball in Vooch's hands if, you know, he does resign with us and see what he can do? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like we need a superstar point guard or anything like that. We just need a point guard that can utilize basic point guard duties, that they can actually, you know, do the things like setting up Zach and getting the ball to him and all that type of stuff. We've seen Zach with the butterfingers and all that type of stuff. Maybe we should put the ball in Vooch's hands and run the office through him and let him do the passing and all that type of stuff. So just a thought, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get back to watching the rest of your videos. By the way, I love the new logo. I'm just not peeping that right now. I didn't even just see that, but dope. <laughs> anyway, keep doing your thing, my dude. Once again, love what you're doing. Keep it up. You've been grinding every day, and I love it. So keep doing your thing. Holla at your boy. Peace out. Let me know what you think. Uh, great. And I know uh, Rage actually said that he left this before finishing uh, that episode where we talked about this a little bit. But I will say this, right? Having uh, Using Vooch as a Jokic light is something that we've seen uh, when we've done it a little bit some success in. Vooch has some of the best basketball IQ on the team. He's going to make sure he gets the, the ball to the open player. Um, but it just takes Billy Donovan is a superstar reliant coach. He's going to rely heavily on what the skill set of his superstars are, right? And right now that's looked at as Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. And unfortunately, that's left Vooch and taken away a lot of his game. I do think, especially if the Bulls end up putting Kobe as the starting point guard, a if you can look and try to run a version, because nothing copycats one for one, a version of Denver's system here, I think that that would work then. I think you want to use utilizes Vooch ball handling ability a little bit more um, going into next season if you don't get that point guard that you need. If it ends up being Kobe, you'll want to do that, right? You want to implement that type of system because it gets everyone open. I think it, it, it would play to a lot of players' skill sets on this roster, um, and it makes it a little bit harder to defend, right? When you have to make sure that you keep – when your center's the one running your offense, it's such a unique thing that defenses still take a time to adjust to it, right? And then if your players are also hitting their shots, while your center's the one initiating your offense, it makes things look a lot more seamless. Now, I don't think that we have the skill set to run it as much as Denver does, but I would like to see those sets ran a little bit more for the Chicago Bulls. I won't lie. I would love to see that a little bit more because I think that while it doesn't unlock everything that a point guard would unlock on this team, it unlocks a lot of it, right? And it takes the ball out of a couple players' hands. It puts the ball more in the play players' hands that has the best, better basketball IQ, and you can eliminate some of those mistakes that Zach makes down the stretch. So that's kind of my thought on that one. You guys can let me know what you think. But that's it for today's daily episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.